Hello and welcome to Digital Nomad Girl. Hey guys, welcome back. So this week I want to introduce you to my twin flame cat. Um, it's so interesting using that term now because I had no idea what that truly meant until I met her and we met in Bali. We met um, during the circumstances of an earthquake, literally the earth shook, shook for us to meet each other. And she is an incredibly powerful empath of incredibly powerful energy worker. Uh, I call her the transmuter, which you will come to learn what that means in the interview. She is also a energy coach and a mindset coach, and she's definitely been my energy coach and mindset coach on this journey as well. Um, so I wanted to interview her because not only were we having this ridiculously incredible connection and discovering that we were twin flames and there was just so much alignment, um, and like I said, she's just such a powerful, intuitive being, so I wanted to interview her and also, she because we're the same person, because we are twin flames, she also makes money online and she does this through trading and trading cryptocurrency. So I get to ask her about that, which was really cool because that was our first time really speaking about it uh, in depth. And it's just so amazing to hear the catalyst in people's lives in which they decide to start working online and the freedom that that brings them as well. So another part of this is, yes, we talk about twin flames in our discussion and we kind of go over what it means, um, but I would like to kind of expand on that. And as we were sitting together, of course, one day in the cafe in Bali where we met, uh, I received an email and literally the caption or the title of the email was how to tell if you found your twin flame as we're sitting together. So yet another sign. And I will include this link to the article in the show notes um, because I think it does a really good job of explaining this. Most people think that twin flames is just this you know, romantic thing that has to happen between two lovers in essence, but um, I think it can my my understanding and my belief of it and also just talking to many people and understanding it's so much more than that. And um, so I just want to give you a little bit of the information as well in this article. So how to recognize your twin flame, the place of meeting. It, this article says it was if they fell out of the sky into your lap. Neither of you were looking for one another and it was divine timing and circumstances that brought you together. Sometimes it is quite symbolic and that could not be closer to the truth. It, literally, the earth shook and we met running out of our uh, our hotel because there was a giant earthquake and there has been a lot lately in Bali. Um, another way to recognize your twin flame is that they're your mirror. And we keep saying that so much to each other. Um, it says they will mirror back to you everything in your life that you need to address, everything that has not been healed. They will show you the real you. Sometimes your entire life can change upon meeting them. And again, 
that just hits it all on the head and you will see more of what that means in the interview. Also, the amount of energy created when you are together is magnetic. People around you will notice you and feel the power between you. We're an unstoppable force. And again, this is so true. Literally, we'll be walking down the street or we'll be in a cafe. And I just think we have this energy when we're together and we're just talking and laughing and getting creative. And we do literally notice people staring at us. We've noticed that several times. Um, Another clue, as if you found your twin flame, is your psychic and intuitive senses will be heightened upon meeting. So true. I am getting especially after our time together, I am getting so connected to feeling energy. I already had my my own personal way of feeling it before, especially doing Reiki. But once I met her and then we started doing energy work on each other, it was incredibly heightened. And for the first time, I'm not with her at the moment as I'm recording this intro, Um, but it's still with me. I'm doing things now where I'm at, at a uh, wellness retreat center, and everything is just heightened so much in my ability to sense energy. And what that means for me is I will literally get muscle spasms in my body and feel twitching, and I will feel just so many tinglys and kind of like how when you – your leg falls asleep or something, how you get those those needles, I will get that in all parts of my body, especially certain parts that are connected to something that is emitting lots of energy. Okay, so just to lay out a few more, there's usually something significant about their birth date. So we haven't made this connection yet, but I'm excited to see what it is. You feel an almost immediate bond or connection with them, usually right after meeting them, like you've known them before or their energy feels familiar. Right away, hands down, so true. Second I met her and we ran outside, even before we started talking, I was definitely drawn to her and her friend. I was like, ooh, these people have a good energy. They seem really cool. And I could just tell right away I wanted to make friends. Um, Another clue is you will both complement each other. Your skill sets or abilities will work perfectly together because you've developed what the other one lacks or needs in your separation, and together you can work your magic. Can't even tell you how true this is. Um, Things that I've never wanted to learn, especially, it's funny because I do digital marketing, but there are just some things that... I have not sunk my teeth into yet or they they just feel a little bit over my head or they just don't excite me for some reason or I've tried doing it and it hasn't been fun. Cat knows how to do all those things. So even just our skill sets there in the practical world um, definitely match up and she's been helping me with a lot of my um, digital marketing aspects in the ways that I haven't and I I hope I'm helping her too, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know, Kat, let's see. And then another clue is you feel as if you are home. The time stands still when you are with them. In other words, you have the ability to collapse time, and sometimes it might feel like a dream or unreal. Definitely. Um, We spent, as soon as we met each other, I think we spent every single day together for about two weeks and it just flew by. And now that we're not together, we're just like, wait, what? What even happened? Was all of that real? <laughs> like, And just the things that happened when we were together were definitely 
just felt on another level. So, so cool. So those are just some clues. And I just wanted to give that as an, as an intro to understand maybe more of the conversation that her and I have together, because like I said, we explain it, but we don't really go into it. So I will leave this link to this article. It gives you a lot, uh, many more clues, but I just wanted, it's actually a really long article. So I just wanted to read the first few, but I will leave the link in the show notes. And without further ado, here is my interview with the lovely and amazing cat. So we have Katarina here, and how do I even find the words to introduce you? That is my question. Um, Katarina is an amazing person, an extremely intuitive empath, for uh, lack of better words, um, an energy healer, a mindset coach, which you can get into this. And we met here in Bali. And Katarina, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for that kind introduction. So my name is Katarina. For anybody who is confused as to the European sound of my name and the way you pronounced it and my Australian accent, my family are from Italy, but I was born and raised in Australia. So we can get that part out of the way. <laughs> um, I am a women's energy and mindset coach and I left Australia about two and a half weeks ago to go on a bit of a journey uh, to London where I would love to bring my mindset and energy work into the music industry and work with female musicians. Uh, but as always, since being here in Bali, things have kind of... Uh, opened up and some things have changed and now instead of going to London straight from here I feel like I'm on a bit of a pilgrimage now um, which I'm sure we'll get into and we'll sort of elaborate on how you and I met and what's happened since then but yeah ultimately a series of random coincidences which obviously nothing is ever random or a coincidence has got us here right now and now I'm sitting here in a room with you doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, definitely on a pilgrimage. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about that? Why did you leave uh, Australia and what is taking you to London? And can you tell me about the work that you plan on doing there? Yeah, so um, I've actually been drawn to London for the last six or so years. I've already been there twice before with the intention of moving there and for whatever reason it hasn't worked out. Uh, and I remember saying to my previous housemate in Melbourne since the start of this year that I just had this feeling I would end up back there, like something was literally just pulling me there. And I couldn't really figure out why, but then when I thought about it, I was like, okay, I've already been drawn there twice before, so there is a, there is a something that's pulling me there. And... I guess, I don't know why, but I wasn't making a decision to act on that pool. I was basically just waiting. And I even remember saying to him that, you know, I'm, I'm loving how I'm living in Melbourne at the moment, but I don't have any plans of moving or anything like that. The only thing that will change this dynamic is if an opportunity comes along. 
And then literally within like a month or something, I reconnected to an old friend of mine who was in Bali um, and comes here on and off a lot. And when I was telling her that I had this pull to London, uh, we started talking about traveling and then we realized we had a lot of similarities and she's like, why don't you come to Bali and we'll run workshops together and do stuff together because she does a lot of intuitive stuff and energy stuff. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't know why. I, all right. So, yeah, then I booked my flights to Bali and I remember once that process had started, I just knew that once I left Australia, I would not be coming back for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And Which, you, you packed up all your stuff. Literally. I, like, sold almost everything that I own. Um, and it's funny because automatically the previous two times that I've I've packed to go overseas, in the back of my mind it's like I'm still planning what am I leaving here, whereas this time it was kind of like uh, I'm taking what I want with me. Don't leave anything behind. Mm-hmm. So, like, I even – I'm pretty sure I actually physically left my birth certificate there, but I took photos of it. Like in my head, it's like, okay, we're going. You need to take everything that you need with you. Mm-hmm. So it's like even energetically this trip was very different right before I even left the country. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so then I came to, I came to, I came here. I came to Bali and evidently within a few days there was an earthquake <laughs> and the girl that I came here for, almost in, solely for, freaked out um after it and booked a flight the next day and flew back to Australia and I woke mm-hmm. up I woke up to a message in the morning basically saying I'm really sorry <laughs> but I had to leave um and now I'm here <laughs> which is funny because I feel like if she wasn't here I wouldn't have come to Bali and I feel like I've only been here for two and a bit weeks but there's already been so many obvious reasons why I had to be here yeah so I feel like London is I'm not going to say my final destination, but a destination, but I need to be here right now. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So this is probably a good place to tell the story of how we met. And I think it would be a really great if you could tell it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. I can, I can tell how we met. So we met uh, the night of that earthquake, evidently, which is funny because now I'm seeing a connection with like that night was like almost a pivotal moment for Tammy to leave and for you to come in. Yeah. Um, But basically I haven't experienced an earthquake before. So I was sitting in my room. My room is downstairs. We're staying in the same place. You're upstairs. And my room obviously started shaking and I was just like, is this an earthquake or am I tripping out? Obviously it was an earthquake and it started to get a lot more significant. And then I (laughs) opened my door to go outside and see if anybody else is doing anything. And I literally just see you like – Literally like ninja style running down the stairs. And I was like, what the, like, what is going on? And then I think I said to you, like, where are you going or something? Yeah. And you were basically just like, I don't know, but I'm getting out of here. And in my head, I was like, well, that, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we'll get out of here. But the funny part about that too is like, I know that you said those words, but it's almost like, I remember feeling like as soon as I saw you, something in me was just like follow her like instantly well well, granted an earthquake was happening and I was like running down the stairs very frantically and it was more like where are you going I don't know but I'm getting out of here like (laughs) yelling it I'm running down the hall (laughs) yeah and I was just like okay yeah she knows what she's doing I'm just I'm gonna follow her um 
man. Yeah, so that's how we met. Uh, and then I think we spoke for a little bit outside down the street. Yeah. Um, when Tammy was here. And then I think you came back here. Did you? Um, oh, we kind of just left you stranded. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, I, think, I think we all walked in. I no, because we went. Oh, you went we to went the beach. To, yeah, we went yeah. to dinner from there. Yeah, I think Sorry I about that. Just, no, you're hanging. It's, like, it's totally fine. Um, yeah, and then there were some, there were some, it's, it's an interesting time in Bali right now because there have been non-stop earthquakes in Lombok. And how many have there been now? There's been. Well, including the one last night, I think that's four in the space of like a month or something. Yeah, and they've been 6.9, 7.0s. Uh, they've just been really massive. And I know that we were talking about what you briefly mentioned earlier, just that earthquake, literally that earthquake had us meet, yeah. you know, I, I'm not sure how it would have happened otherwise. And like you said, your friend, um, basically that night while you were sleeping, like booked a flight and left. And the next day we just ended up like seeing each other in a cafe and <laughs> ended up hanging out and literally have been inseparable <laughs> since by literally since. actually. Yeah. We have not like not spent oh, a day right. together. Like literally. <laughs> I just realized that. I was like, whoa. Oh wow. Yeah. We really are the same person. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's I mean, just for the listeners, like I don't even know how to explain this but we right away from the first night we hung out there were just so many similarities and we're like we're basically the same person we have all the same interests from going to school for psychology and being interested in cognitive science um and cognitive development to um both being uh reiki you know energy workers um to our love for music to our matching, freckles. <laughs> our matching freckles on our arms, our left arm. I mean, yeah, it's been kind of crazy. Two starting sentences, exa- like exactly <laughs> the same, the same words or reading each other's minds. Like, yeah. it's gotten really creepy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so that being said, I kind of touched on um, I, I want to talk about the energy work that you do and also the the coaching for musicians. So which one would you like to talk about first? Well, to me, they kind of go hand in hand. So okay. it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Okay, cool. Well, I guess I'll say this. Um, so I said that we both do Reiki. Um, but the way that I do Reiki is very traditional, you know, acting as a channel taking in that prana universal life force energy and acting as a channel and putting it into others. Um, But the way that you work with energy is very different. Um, So I've kind of come to call you the transmuter (laughs) because uh, Kat will take Cat will take your energy, whatever it is. Like I said, she's an, an intuitive empath, for lack of better words. And she literally will, will take whatever you're feeling and will act as a transmuter and essentially emit that energy that you're having a hard time processing or you're having a hard time letting out. So she, she acts as a channel. 
in that way. Um, would you like to comment on that? <laughs> well, it's funny because like you've coined that term for me, even though the word transmute has come up quite regularly for me in the last six months or so. And every time I've heard it up until meeting you and you kind of coining that, well, not coining it, but, you know, giving me that title, I guess, I've always felt really drawn to every time I heard it. And I was like, oh, I need to learn more about that. And so now from meeting you and you saying that and, and like I said, giving me that title, it's like, wow, okay, that kind of makes sense. Because I think actually when we first met, I even said that I'm hesitant to say that I do Reiki or that I do this or that yes. I do that because yeah. I feel like there's so many different ways in which I can use energy that just by saying Reiki I feel like doesn't justify or can, explain what I am capable of doing. It's kind totally. of like I bring together lots of different ways of using energy. Right. Um, and Reiki is one, but definitely and, not limited to. Yeah, and I definitely understand that now because when you tried explaining that, you're like, well, yes, I do Reiki and I do energy work, but it's <laughs> hard to just put it in that category. category, in that term, and I didn't know what you meant until I experienced it because Kat has been doing a lot of energy work on me. Um, and yeah, definitely a transmuter. <laughs> um, and it's hard to even put words into it, but awesome. So also Kat has been essentially an energy coach, which she is, she's a mindset and energy coach, but, um, I feel like when we met, we somehow There's this, there's this like term I want to use, kind of that, um, what's it called? The, um, like a twin flame. Okay. And because we keep making this joke, like we're the same person. Yeah. Like I'm starting to get that feeling of like a, a twin flame. People use it like mostly in a romantic sense, but I've come to understand it more as a person who brings out things in you, who amplifies you, who is a complete match to your energy. And essentially, if you were to put two flames together, it would create one large flame, right? Mm -hmm. So I just feel like, yes, you're amplifying my energy and my ability to be intuitive and, and tap into my, my own understandings and tap into my own energy and issues and things like this. Um, but I've also kind of awesomely I don't know if that's a word but <laughs> it is now <laughs> it is now I've kind of been able to do that for you too yeah so it's been like we've been a mirror for each other but we've also been like amplifying each other's energy absolutely and I don't know if you remember actually but the first night we went to La Brisa I said pretty much the same thing we, we spoke about twin flames they somehow got brought up and I said oh really I don't even remember yeah and I that's why when you were saying that, I was like, we are the same person. It's like, we well, yeah, had this already. You're saying the words already that I said a week and a half ago. Um, it's crazy it's only been a week and a half. I know, because I feel like it's been like five years or something. Um, yeah, but I totally agree. Like, I've, I remember sitting there saying that, you know, everyone sort of has this idea that twin flames are only that romantic thing, and that's always what it gets spoken about. But to me, the purpose of a twin flame is... One, self-love, it's to be a mirror, it's to 
Um, oh, wow. Okay. It's to <laughs> what? No, I'm just like, yeah, I totally j- and would just repeat it, I guess. Yeah, that's why I was like, as you're talking, I'm like, you don't remember having this conversation, do you? But at the same time, like, we are the same person because you're saying the same thing. Um, yeah, so like self-love, being a mirror, but also I think a big part of it is to help each other um, fulfill their life's work. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah, I can just go like <laughs> Um Which I totally agree. Like it's almost like since we met, both of us have just had these epic quantum leaps in our own way mm-hmm. and healing and whatever. And there's things that I've brought out in you that have made you more confident in you and standing in your power. And there's definitely things that you've brought out in me that have made me more confident in standing in my power. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting that you – uh, you saw that or believe that because I did, but I haven't mentioned it because <laughs> I didn't know. Um, I didn't know your definition of a twin flame, mm-hmm. so I was like, "This could be creepy." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 I don't know. It's been amazing. Um, yeah, like <laughs> freakishly, <laughs> freakishly alike. Freakishly amazing. Yeah, freakishly amazing. Yeah, that's good. So what's really funny is that, um, let's see, how many days did I know you before I kidnapped you? Like none. <laughs> it was like literally. <laughs> so like we had the earthquake, right? Yeah. Then we met. So that happened. Then the next day is when we met at the cafe. Mm-hmm. And then that night we went to La Brisa. The day after we left. What? Yeah, it was the day after. Okay, so when I say kidnapped. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Couldn't have been. Because we went with Mo and oh, Eva right. to that other place. Okay. But it was very so maybe quickly. it was like three days or something. Max. Yeah. Max three okay. days. I feel so like it's, it's probably two, okay. to be honest. Three, oh, two days, whatever, two and a half days. <laughs> <laughs> Until, um, so I had this plan to go to Zen Resort, which is up in the north. Um, I was working with them to create some content to stay there for a week and this is a transformational healing and wellness center up in the north and I think after three days I just saw what was happening and our connection and just how much better you made like my experience here and just oh, everything so cute. <laughs> and the night at before I left I sent Mahendra who's the owner um a message and also you do photography so this it worked out so perfectly <laughs> and I'll get more into that later but um so she's a legit photographer she has a <laughs> nice camera and a tripod and all these things and she's really good at editing and I didn't even know this um but I essentially I just asked Mahendra I was like you know what um I have a great friend here and um, she's a photographer and I would love to bring her if she could just stay in my room. Um, and she will help us create better content. You know, she'll be able to, basically I had to have some sort of reason for you to come, right? Some yeah. sort of exchange. Um, and of course, Nahendra being the awesome person that he was, was like, yeah, no problem. Bring her. <laughs> um, we'll figure it out. You know, she'll get discounts on things, but she can totally spend the, spend the, her time in the room. And we were there for almost a week, like six, yeah, days, six days or something. And that was epic because, <laughs> wow, 
uh, Zen resort is uh, definitely a place of transformation and healing. And the energy there was so incredibly strong and special. And that whole experience was so strong and special. Um, so what, yeah, how, do you want to talk about just like the time that we had in Zen? Well, in my head, I was just thinking, I think that's the first time that it actually gave you a physical healing, wasn't it? There? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So that was when you actually got to firsthand see parts of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting because I kind of felt like at that time it was like you needed me there. Like we needed each other for different reasons, but I felt like you needed me there to help you through that because you did so much healing and quantum leaping and just exploration of yourself and and all this like really raw stuff that's hard to do on your own. Mm-hmm. And I'd already been through a lot of similar things, of course, because we're the same person. <laughs> um, so it was almost like it just had to – it was just perfect. But interestingly – I kept looking at it as in I was there for you, mm-hmm. right? Not realizing that equally you were providing me things in an equal and opposite way. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was rather funny because I think we were joking about the fact that I had a camera and then coming with you and I kind of didn't realize that you were being serious until you told me that you had emailed him. And I was like, <laughs> okay, so this is happening. <laughs> Um, and I'd already paid for like all of my accommodation in Changu. And at this point, um, yeah, I was just kind of like, Tammy's gone. Like, I just think it was way too synchronistic how we were brought together. I'm like, that's where you need to go, Kat. So I was like, I don't even care what is about to go down or whatever. That's where we need to go. But like I said, in my mind, it was all about you and on a sort of, shallower level it was about yeah being a photographer and and your reputation and then that side of things but on the deeper level I felt like it was because we needed to bring things out in each other and support each other in a certain way oh yeah definitely um yeah so that was I feel like those six days together were magical (laughs) (laughs) well yeah but like they were just so like the thing that I appreciate about it so much is that we literally did not know each other, but it was just like this instant safety, mm-hmm. like this instant space that we just naturally created. Not, it wasn't a discussion. It wasn't like a, this is a safe space, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. It just naturally occurred. Mm-hmm. And I think that in itself goes to show how much we needed each other in whatever way, shape, or form. Because mm-hmm. if that safety wasn't there, you wouldn't have been as vulnerable and I wouldn't have been as vulnerable mm-hmm. to allow us to do that healing and that growth and, and whatever. Totally. Yeah, it all came together. I mean, literally, when you say safe space, it was being at Zen. It was, yeah, having each other to go through all the things that we both went through there in terms of recognizing things inside of us that we needed to either let out or just recognize or heal in some way or yeah just lots of different lots of different things yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah lots of different things 
Yeah. So that being said, I would like to plug you and tell anybody that if they need some kind of coach in life, especially if you're kind of working in that um, energetic realm, or even if you, because you're also a mindset coach, and I'm not sure exactly what that means, but I definitely feel the um, the, the energy coaching from you. Yep. You know, like when we talk, you'll tell me something, and I'll be like, thanks, coach. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Thank you. Like, Well, that's the mindset stuff, right? Because that's a mental that's a mental thing. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. this is what I said before about to me how they kind of go hand in hand because everything is energy. Our thoughts are energy. Our feelings are energy. Our experiences are energy. Like if you take a high powered microscope and zoom into anything, it's it's energy really and mm-hmm. space. So to me they go hand in hand. Um, but I think the deeper stuff is the energy work. And I think it's almost a bit of a, it's a bit of a hack. So I feel like there's like, we progress through certain levels of conscious awareness and consciousness. And when you, once you get to a certain point, it's almost like you don't need to worry about changing your mindset Mm. so much. You can skip that part and just connect straight to the energy and change the vibration. And it's like, bang, it's a lot more instant. Okay. But the mindset stuff has to come first. Yeah, like you've got to get your mind right and have a certain understanding yeah. before you, you can... get to the energy stuff. And that's okay. why to me they're hand in hand because ultimately it's about the energy. But to be in, a, in that kind of place, we have to do some mindset stuff mm-hmm. to sort of open you up. But at the same time, they go hand in hand. Definitely. If that makes sense. Right, because your, your, your thoughts are your reality and like in that sense. Uh, yeah, so like... For example, a big part of it at the start is realizing that our mind literally creates our reality. In the sense, like the easiest example of this is, like I think, is that, and this is backed by science for all those people that need that, <laughs> um, you know, so many articles on this, is you and I can look at the exact same experience and get two completely different stories out of it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a big believer that at any given moment, there's always more than one truth. At the very least, there's three. Okay. In any given, oh, I guess at the very least is true because you could have it. Well, I guess yourself. it depends on how many different people are looking at Exactly it. right. So there's the actual reality, the actual truth of what is. Mm-hmm. And then the given number of truths determine how many people are within that experience creating their own truths. Got it. But that's the key word there is we're creating our truth. Mm-hmm. And those truths come back to all this subconscious stuff about self-image, about how we believe the world to work, about all this kind of stuff. Right. And that's why, for example, if we're looking at the same situation, um, so for example, how we were sitting at the cafe before and that girl like hit something on her scooter or something, I know that yeah. we didn't see the experience, but we saw kind of the aftermath. So I don't know how you took the situation, but as soon as I looked at that, the first thing that I saw is like, wow, look at how many people came to help her immediately. That was my truth in that situation. Your truth could, I'm just, this is for story purposes, right? And to prove a point, your truth could have been, what an idiot, she just ran into a wall, right? Yeah. Uh, was that your truth? <laughs> Not that it matters. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? But my point is, is that there's the real truth of what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Then there's her truth. There's my truth. There's your truth. There's everybody's truth who was somehow involved in that situation. Mm-hmm. So the point of that is like, helping people to realize that is that we literally create our reality and that everything comes back to the mind from that space, which is actually ridiculously empowering. You know, that's, that to me is taking all of your power back because it's about realizing that nothing 
external is anything. It's entirely inside. Yes. And I love that. I love that so much because in all of our conversations and things that have been coming up and one thing that you keep on going back to is that the external and what other people do does not matter. It is how you are reacting to it and how you're feeling about it. And even the other day I had a, um, like this thing happened with a client and I was just getting so frustrated and weirded out because I just felt, you know, just really weird about the whole situation. And it was so cool to have you point out, you know, it's not it's not what he's doing. It's it's your interpretation of it. Like, why are you getting so anxious? Why are yeah. you getting so weirded out? And I was definitely in a strange headspace and. Yeah, you kind of coached me through that and energy worked me <laughs> through that, literally. And then I had this like whole epiphany about um, just the way that it made me feel was a way that I had felt when I was younger and it was so similar and that's where the anxiety was coming from. And I was just like, holy crap, like your, your just ability to pull things out of people and see the connections right away is really, really cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So can you tell me more about the musician coaching and why musicians? Why musicians? That's a great question. Uh, I guess it started from, I consciously made the effort earlier this year to really think about all of the things that really set my soul on fire because I think it's important that the happier I am, the more fulfilled I am, the more I can give to others. Like Mm -hmm. I'm a massive giver, just it's so natural. But I've also realized in my life uh, I've previously found it difficult to set boundaries. So I'm a giver and previously I've taken on things that weren't mine to take on and the biggest part of that was ending my relationship and where I was at with that. So the consequence of that was like, it took me on this journey to be like, okay, how can I make sure I don't get back here mm. in terms of my capacity to give always, because I was so tired by that point, I couldn't give anything to anybody. I couldn't even give to myself. Mm-hmm. So it just made me very open to like, okay, what can I do to make sure I'm as good as I can be so that I can give to anyone at any given moment, the most that I can. So, like I said, I made the, I started learning a lot more about energy and all these things and mindset. And I also believe that things that we're naturally drawn to are part of our magic. Like that, that's part of our contribution to the world. So okay. I was like, okay, what are things that I'm naturally, I can't shut up about or I can't be without or whatever. And the two things that came down to for me was like the entire human experience, just being human, but more specifically mindset and stuff. But now that's kind of branched out more into energy, which is kind of to me goes hand in hand and music. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, how can I mesh these two things together? And at first I didn't know. And I was like, am I going to end up making some rap album about <laughs> like mindset and energy? And I was like, that could maybe work, but I didn't feel like that's right. And I just started experimenting with things and just allow myself to be open to realizing the things that I like. But it always came back to those two things. Mm-hmm. And then there was just a point where I realized, wow, I could do the mindset and energy stuff for musicians. And I was like, okay. And then that was like this kind of quick thought. But then I thought I started thinking about it on a much deeper level. 
and the deeper level is is this. It's that we are all energy and musicians to me are almost like just vessels of universal language. Mm-hmm. When they channel that stuff. Oof, wow. Yeah. When they channel that stuff, that's like a message from somewhere that needs to be given to the world, right? But that message in itself is a vibration. It's a certain thing. Yes. And the beautiful thing I, I feel about music is, yes, it's channeled from somewhere else, but it actually goes through a process of being modified by the artists, by the instruments that are used, by the singers, by the technology, all of that changes the vibration and the frequency of that energy that's going out, if that makes sense. Yeah. So as opposed to just Reiki where you just channel and it's kind of got nothing to do with you, this is kind of like it channels but then it actually does have to do with you in terms of what that does to the rest of the world. And so to me then – if everything is energy and I know the benefits of high vibrational energy in terms of health, love, kindness, compassion, all those amazing things that, that goes out into the world to me needs to be as high vibrational as possible, which therefore includes the musician, the singer, the artist, whatever you want to say, the songwriters, the, the instruments themselves, the technology that they use, the more high vibration, the more raw, the more truth, the more authentic that is, the more that's going out to the masses. Definitely. Like even though everything is energy and it's naturally going everywhere, to me something like music is it transcends sex, race, age, location, everything. It's one of those things that just actually literally goes everywhere. Yeah, and it's one of those uh, vibrations as well that just penetrates ego thought it's like when it hits you it hits you when it moves you it moves you exactly but a part of that too I feel like when I look back on how music has impacted my life and I feel like it does this for everybody is that a lot of the time as well especially kind of when you're at I'm I don't like saying this but I just don't know how else to say it when you're like lower states of conscious awareness is I feel like a lot of music actually hits your soul because it's trying to bring that out in you you're you're neglecting it right And so that to me also means that regardless of what the singer is channeling at any given moment, it is what somebody needs at some point in their journey. Definitely. You know? definitely. And even the same song, you can listen to it 10 years later and have a completely different experience about it because completely. your vibration is different. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there's just like to me music is just such a magical universal language that – it's just so important to make sure that the artist, the singer, the um, uh, instrumentalist, whatever, are all as self-aware as possible and high vibrational as possible to get more of that out to the masses because it so easily reaches a lot of people. Definitely. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> That's so exciting. I can't wait to see what you do. Um. Awesome. So one thing that I have noticed, which I think is really awesome and completely admirable is, you know, we've been spending so much time together, staying in the same room, waking up and sleeping in the same room. And I've noticed that you incorporate meditation into your routine a lot uh, in the morning and at night. And yeah, can you tell me about that and just how you use it and how it's helped you or... Yeah, sure. So meditation, like, again, I feel like is one of those things kind of similar to Reiki. Like I'm hesitant to use that word because I don't think it properly incorporates 
the opportunities available when you just go within. Yes, definitely. So, you know, like a lot of people think meditation is about quietening the mind. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, A lot of people think that meditation is just about quietening the mind and being self-aware. And, yeah, that's a part of it. But then there's also this other part of meditation where it's not about quietening the mind. It's actually just watching it (laughs) and just letting it be. Right, it's a very different type of meditation to yes. trying to quieten it down. It's like I actually don't want to quieten down. I want you to run free. Wow. I want you to do whatever you want to do. Yes, and just watch it. Right. So there's things like that. Uh, but to me, like I use it. For, there's so many. Rather than saying meditation, I just say that I allow myself an altered state of consciousness whatever that needs to be. It could literally be meditating and quiet in my mind. It could be, okay, I'm going to let my mind go do what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. It could be some transmutation of energy. It could be some kind of I'm going to have some deep-ass um, conscious experience where I feel like I'm literally just pure consciousness, which mm-hmm. has been phenomenal. But the main thing that I do, which I'm guessing what you're referring to, like the morning and night stuff, is – so our brain, there's certain brain waves that allow us pretty much direct access to our subconscious mind, right? And our subconscious mind is where all our self-image lives, our beliefs about the world, everything. Mm-hmm. And our subconscious mind is actually what dictates our results. It's not our conscious mind, right? right? So say, for example, you want to, like this is the easiest example, somebody who wants to be healthy, right? They've never imagined themselves to be a healthy person, but they're like, okay, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to eat really healthy. I'm going to go to the gym. And they have to push really hard to make that happen. They have to fight cravings. They have to fight the fact that they want to sleep longer in the morning and all these things. And how many people go on diets, exercise, whatever, and it's not sustainable. It may last six months, one year, two years, but they always revert, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason for that, I believe, is because they've consciously made the decision that they want something, but they haven't changed the subconscious part. So the their, constant, their beliefs about it. Exactly. Well, not just their beliefs about it. It's the, the, to me, the most powerful part of the subconscious is the self-image. Is not okay. just it. It's how do I relate it to me. Okay. That's, that's, the, that's the part that really changes everything. So what I mean by that is you may consciously know that eating better is good for you. You may consciously know that exercise is better for you. But if in your subconscious mind you have a belief that you're unhealthy, that you hate exercising, that you don't deserve a strong, healthy body or that you don't live in one, mm. you are constantly going to you're, – you're struggling. It's your conscious mind against your subconscious mind. And eventually your subconscious is going to win, right? right? right. And so it's kind of like – Um, this is another way that I use that is like, okay, if I realize that there's something I want to be doing and it's not coming naturally is basically a hack is to get my mind into that, that brainwave of theta or even gamma and reprogram my subconscious and like basically tell it what I want to happen. So when I was experimenting that, the thing that really made me realize that power is I've always been big on, on sport that's my means of exercise and then a few years ago I tore my ACL which is a ligament in your knee and I tore it so badly that I needed surgery and it's just kind of never been the same since so it completely changed my self about my body and about my health and working hard because I was like I trained for soccer like five days a week and this is the result so my automatic association was that if I push my body really hard and I train it's going to end up bad that makes sense right yeah and then I also had all these other things about hate going to the gym like all these other subconscious beliefs I didn't even really realize were there but they were limiting my capacity to exercise 
post-injury. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So I was like, okay, I'm going to experiment with this and I'm going to change that. So literally every morning and every night before I went to bed, which is the time in your natural brainwave cycle where theta kind of kicks in, mm-hmm. so it's kind of the life hack part, you can through meditation and stuff put yourself in that state. But if you're starting out, they're the two best times to do it throughout your day. Um, so during those times, I would reprogram my self-image. And I would tell myself, I love exercising. I love listening to my body. I love running. I love exercising first thing in the morning. Like anybody who knows me knows that I'm not a morning person or used to not be a morning person. And that I don't, the last thing I will do is exercise first thing in the morning, especially (laughs) go for a run. Like, because I'm not that kind of person. I would much prefer to be playing sport. Right. And literally slowly, slowly, it got to a point where it worked so well that as soon as I would wake up, my body was pulling me out of bed and I had to fight to stay in bed. <laughs> so again, it's that conflict, but in the other direction, right? It's right. like my subconscious is now like, hey, hey, we need to go. We need to go. My conscious mind is like, no, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I want to stay in bed. It's yeah. too early to get up and go for a run. Um, that's awesome. So that's another way in which I use meditation or whatever to to kind of as a life hack. But then there's, like I said, there's other ways that you can use it for like really deep conscious exploration, which is like some next level experiences that mm-hmm. when I get to that point, it actually sometimes is difficult to come back to to my body and mm-hmm. this kind of space because it's so, it almost feels so superficial. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right, where do we go from here? Um, okay. So of course, cause we're the same person. We both make money <laughs> online. Yep. And I, I know nothing about what you do at all. Um, I mean, I know the words of what you do, but can you tell me about how you make money online, how you got into it and how it supports you? Okay, I'm guessing you mean the trading? Yeah, cryptocurrency yeah. trading. Yeah, right. So um, uh, when I was with my ex, we traveled Europe for 11 months and we ended up um, we ended up volunteering at a health retreat in northern Italy, which is kind of – we ended up finding out once we were there it was the most expensive region in all of Italy. And it was like a pretty fancy um, place. So we met a lot of people with a lot of money. And at that point in time, it started to really stir up inside of me that the traditional nine to five was not for me. Yes. Like at that point before we had left to travel, I was working for the Department of Justice back back in Melbourne. <laughs> now every time I say Melbourne in my head, I hear like Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne. Mel- yeah, good job. Yeah, um, yeah and, and I hated it, to be honest with you. Like I just... One, because I think the justice system is completely, it's everything about it is just, its premise is incorrect from the beginning. Definitely. Um, but then like the structure of it all, the workload, how exhausting it was, just the lack of freedom, just everything. I was trying so hard to fit into that box of what my partner was telling me I should be, what society was telling me I should be, what I thought I should be, and it was just never working. Mm-hmm. So once we left, I, I sort of, the seeds were kind of already planted for me to be like, okay, if that's not going to work, I need to figure out some other way to make money. And then while we were in Italy and I was meeting all these people, I started to realize one of the common things that they had was that they all invested 
whether it's property, whether it's trading, whether it's, you know, investing for the long term, whatever. So I started learning more about it. And then obviously I realized Warren Buffett, like one of the richest people in the world, what does he do? He invests. That's literally how he makes his money. And not just a little bit, he makes a lot of money. A lot. So to me, like, uh, success leaves clues. Like if that's what you want in life, then you need to see what people are doing and how are they getting that. Definitely. And it may not necessarily be the right way for you, but it might give you some indicators as to how you can incorporate certain things into your life that will work for you. Right. Like I don't believe in mimicking somebody else unless it feels right. But I don't think it ever feels right. <laughs> um, yeah, so then I just started learning more about that. And I remember we actually – we're spending, I think, nine or ten days in Budapest. And almost that entire time that we were there, all I did was teach myself how to trade. Oh, nice. Like, yeah, my ex was like, do you want to go out? And I'm like, nope. Like, I literally just stayed in this Airbnb place the entire time. I bought a couple of courses online and just taught myself how to trade. Cool. And, yeah, and then so it started with trading, like, things that I was practicing on were, like, um, Forex, like, foreign exchange. But it just didn't fit right. Every time I was trying, it just just wasn't working for some reason. And then I started practicing on the stock market. Like there's a lot of platforms that you can open up a, a practice platform. So it allows you access to the actual stock market and it gives you money, but it's virtual money. It's just a practice, literally, awesome. but using the, the actual live market. So I was doing that a lot and I was like, okay, wow, this actually has a lot of potential. And I remember something that really blew my mind is I opened a trade for oil. And I think it was like only, I think it was only like a couple of grand. This is in a practice account. Within 15 minutes, it made like over 700 US dollars in 15 minutes. And that to me was such a pivotal moment because I'm like 700 US dollars is basically a full-time income for somebody in Australia. And that's a pretty decent income. That's not even slaving your ass away. That's kind of middle-ish classy kind of income. And I just made that in 15 minutes. (laughs) Right? So that I was like, wow, there has to be some, there has to be something here in this, right? Totally. And so I just started learning more about trading options, for example, and then options are a little bit more complicated. And then I started learning more about cryptocurrencies. And I'm pretty hesitant to bring up cryptocurrencies because there was this big thing about just investing in cryptocurrency to make money, which obviously it did for a lot of people. But I actually got into cryptocurrency because I believe in the technology. I think the technology, which is blockchain technology and smart contracts, will revolutionize the world. Literally, there's okay. so much empowering empowering capabilities in that technology for everybody. Okay, wow. Yeah, I, I don't know as much about it as I would like to, but continue Blockchain. with your story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's very complicated. Like the more I tried to learn about it because I'm not a programmer and stuff, a lot of it I, sh- I, like, I struggled to understand myself, but I still got to understand it reasonably well. So I started trading that um, because I supported it and like I still have some and I've literally just got it now to keep for years because I just want to support these particular projects. Awesome. Um, But the main thing that I do is like trading CFDs, which are contracts for difference. And the reason I do them in particular is because I feel like they're better value for money. So for example, if you buy a stock that's $10 and you buy 10 of them, right? So it's cost you $100. 
Because mm-hmm. at $10, you buy 10 $10 of 10 is $100. Okay. Just for anybody who doesn't, I just want to make it. <laughs> just for me, because I don't know. Well, just, well, no, just for anybody who's not familiar with it, they can just okay. get confused. So we'll keep Got it as simple as possible. So stock is $10. You want to buy 10 of them, that's going to cost you $100. Now, if that stock moves $1, because you have 10 of them, you've only made $10, okay. right? But with contracts for difference, you never actually own the stock itself, right? It's almost the easiest way to explain it is you're kind of betting on the movement of the stock. Okay. But on some platforms, it allows you to leverage. And what that means is you can do the trade, say, by five, um, you can do the trade with five, 20, sometimes even 50 times your initial value. So how I said before that to buy 10 stocks costs you $100. Mm-hmm. If you do times five value, it'll actually give you $500 worth of access. Okay, wow. Even though you're only investing $100. Okay. So it's 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 learn- the reason that's important because now all of a sudden you don't just have 10, you've got 50. So instead of making $10 with that $1 movement, you can make $50. Okay, got So it. it's just a much better value for money. All right. Um which is how things like that oil trade that I said at that time, I think it was like times 25 or times 50. And the beauty of that is it only needs to move much smaller and you can make a lot more money. But obviously if it goes the other direction, you can lose a lot of money. But my argument to that is you can't lose money unless you sell it. Right. Right. That's the same as property. Like when people buy property and all of a sudden today you buy the property, it's $400,000. And then tomorrow the market crashes and then your house is worth $250,000. Everyone's like, ah, lost $150,000. Actually, you haven't lost anything. You will lose money when you sell it. That's when you'll lose money. Got it. And it's the same with the trading. And the very interesting thing that I learned very quickly and why I love to trade is because the biggest lesson in it for me was emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's the key to trading. And just to be clear on the difference between trading and investing, trading to me is much more short-term. It's more active. Like you might hold it for a day, half an hour, a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Whereas investing to me is like, okay, I'm holding this for a long time. Okay, got it. So I kind of do a mixture of both. Right, because I was going to say, you mentioned the the Warren Buffett example, and he does, um, I forget the the specific term for it, um, but essentially it's it's when you're, Gosh, when you're making money in the long term, you're letting it build and build and build. Yeah, that's um, compound. Compounding. Yeah, does compound trading. Yes, or not trading, compound. Well, all of his thing, like his whole philosophy about money, is based on compound. Yes. And when you look at everybody, well, I'm not going to say everybody. That's a massive overgeneralization, and I don't know everybody, but a lot of people who make a lot of money and are in that space all talk about the power of compound. Yes. And so what that basically means is. You know, if, if anybody has a bank account in the world, they should actually look up to see if they're getting interest on their account, whether it's compound interest or not, because that basically means, say, for example, you have $10,000 in your bank account mm-hmm. and your bank gives you 5% interest, right, over the year, which I think would be $500. If that's not compounded, you're not getting interest on the interest. Does that make sense? No. Okay. So <laughs> no. say for say for example, all right, let's make it really easy. Say you've got a hundred dollars. Okay. And you get five percent interest. Right. So usually that five percent interest is calculated across the year. So it'll be calculated across twelve months. Okay. Which would be five dollars for the month, and it'll be broken up into twelve months and then they'll give you that portion every month. Okay. 
So say, for example, over 12 months, that will work out to be a dollar, which it doesn't, but just for, to <laughs> keep it simple. Okay. So the first month you've got a hundred dollars, you're going to get it. You're going to get charged. Or you're going to get interest based on the hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the month, they're going to put another dollar in your account. Compound is when all of a sudden you get interest on $101, right? not okay. the initial $100. Yes, yes, yes. And the reason it's so powerful is because you're not staying on the initial amount. It's like everything you add in there is just compounding. It's growing, it's growing, exactly. it's growing. All by itself, initially. Ab- exactly. Or essentially. And yeah, and that's the thing that's so powerful about trading too. You need to be more active with it though. Right. But, you know, even you can start – so, for example, I need to be very clear that – this is not the result for everybody. I'm not giving financial advice. I'm literally just speaking my experience. Yeah. I just want to make that very clear. I'm not telling anybody what to do with their money. But last year, for example, just to show the power of compound interest and how much it has potential, and especially if you invest in the right things at the right time, uh, I think it was in February, either January or February, I started trading with actual money the first time. I think we put in like 5,000 Australian dollars, lost it all because I had no emotional intelligence because it's different when you're trading with practice money compared to when it's your own money. Definitely. And then I was like, you know what? No, I know what I'm doing. I'm giving this another go. So again, we put in another $5,000. I think at the start it was 4,300 US or something like that in January or February. By June, uh, I think it was mid to late June, I managed to get that account to literally just under 20,000 US dollars. Yeah. And like not even six months nice and that's the power one of compound because every time another thing a lot of people do wrong is they make money and then they take it out right and this is the power of compounding is instead of taking it out reinvest it keep it growing keep it going because all of a sudden you're starting with four but then you make two grand so now you've got six grand to play with now you've got eight grand now you've got ten and then before you know it because you have so many things open even if they all make fifty a hundred dollars all of a sudden you've got ten more options instead of just one Awesome. So again, it doesn't necessarily mean everyone's going to make that much in that amount of time, but it just opened my eyes a lot to oh, yeah. trading my time for money. Yeah. Like I, I literally make money while I'm sleeping. I like there's it. so many times when I wake up and there's like an extra seven hundred dollars in my account, in my trading account. I was like, yeah, that's insane. Like I literally, that makes me so happy. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, I was sleeping and yeah, I did absolutely yeah. nothing. Like, and and the thing is as well is like. Uh, I feel like, especially when it comes to to investing, everyone, everyone, which kind of we're going to do a bit of a full circle here, is everyone thinks that you need to do all this research and you need to do this and you need to do that. And I'm not saying you don't need to do research. You know, mm-hmm. don't be naive about it. But I actually feel like, and this is going to sound really crazy, but I'm bringing the two together here, is a lot of the reason why I have, I personally believe I have, and a knack with the trading thing is because a lot of my trades are done intuitively. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because totally. everything, everything is energy, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can look at, look at the chart and kind of put these, um, indicators on it and sort of ass- assess the chart in a certain way. But once I have that information, it's like, okay, how do I feel about starting this trade? Mm-hmm. And the ones that come from my intuition are always the money makers. Wow. Always the money makers. Can they're- I start giving you some money? <laughs> you do you have any money? idea how many people have said that to me? They're like, seriously, can I give you money and then you can just take a percentage? And I'm like, um, no, I'm not. I don't. No. No, no, only as in because like I, 
I don't want to be held responsible for your money. Totally, totally. But also, what I would much prefer to do is to teach you so you can do it yourself. I'm open to that. Yeah, right. Well, I'll teach you. <laughs> um, yeah, so that to me is like the more powerful thing is like intuitively trading. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sounds great. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's so cool because we have not had that conversation before. So yeah, it's cool. So cool to hear like where that started and how long ago did you say did you start? Officially, it was the start of last year. Okay. But I have periods where I trade a lot and then I don't like I've barely traded the last couple of months. Um, So basically, and, and this is like the amazing thing too, is like once I broke up with my ex and we had to split everything, including all the trading and all that kind of stuff. And then I reinvested that and I grew up more. It literally allowed, like literally since the start of this year. In fact, I'm going to say, I think it was about December 21st last year. All I've done is live off investment money. Cool. Pretty much. Like there is somebody that I work for very part-time, but I'm talking it's so part-time that most of the time I didn't even pay for my rent. Yeah. That is like a few hours. Yeah. A few hours a week. week yeah. Sometimes no hours a week. Right. So this again to me was like the power of of trading because once you have that safety net, it allowed me for a lot of this year is to literally just focus on me. Yes. To not have to work, to not have to worry about whether my rent's going to be paid or whatever. It's like, okay, I need to heal. I need to connect to me. I need to do whatever, but I can't do that properly if I'm worrying about money. Right. So it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's like, if if you're worried about, the next meal or am I going to have enough money and you're stressing out if you can even stay in your place it's like you're not going to be able to have that extra space and that extra room and just like yeah the stress that that puts on it on you it's like it literally oh it's yeah it's hard it's so hard yeah because your basic needs aren't met yeah and when your basic needs aren't met then that causes chaos for everything else Mm -hmm. so you know right excuse me but if you're trying to do some healing, like on yourself, some like really genuine healing. How can you allow that to happen if you're constantly thinking about what am I going to eat tonight or yes. what's, how am I going to pay for my rent this week? Right. But luckily enough, I think uh, a part of me has never really had to worry about that. So like even in moments where I've had almost no money in my bank account, I've never been worried that I'm going to go without ever. Like Good. I just know that in some way, shape or form, it's going to work out. Well, you'll figure Which, it out. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be a su- – well, sometimes it's not even about me figuring out. Sometimes a um, a result or a resource will just suddenly magically pop up. Nice. Right? Yeah. So I've never had to worry about that. So even at the times when my account started to go really low because, like, I'm talking about earlier this year because I wasn't trading, I wasn't hardly working. It was literally my focus was me. Good. Literally, that's it. Right. Like, I pretty much secluded myself in my room for a good few months almost. Yeah. Um, but like the point of that is like, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't had that investment safety net to allow myself to do that. Totally. That's kind of how I feel right now is that it wasn't until probably the, when did I start officially? Like December of last year, January of this year, um, being able to make money online, making the most money that I've ever made and working less and just having that freedom to focus on myself. Yeah. 
and even like this trip coming on this trip and just having yeah more of that freedom I'm like finally getting to tap into my magic and I'm finally and this is something that you've been helping me so much with is and a lot of this trip um like even before I met you it just like barely started but you've been a huge factor in it as well as just tapping into that magic, finding my voice, finding my uh, truth, standing in that power, uh, being able to sort through all the things that I have been stuffing down for years and years and years and years and years, you know, because you just haven't, I feel like I haven't in a sense had that freedom or that time or the resources um, to look into myself that way. Yeah. So definitely that's really cool to hear to hear that, like, parallel that similar story because we're the the same same person. person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, exactly. So, but the funny part is, is, like, that's where we're at. And that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, if you're at home and you've got a mortgage and you've got kids and you've got this whole life that necessarily you need to go to that extreme. Right. But I think it all just comes back to the self in terms of just giving ourselves some TL fucking see you know like just <laughs> yeah. giving ourselves some some love and just some yeah. attention and and nurture because especially people again this massive overgeneralization but people who are kind of in the nine to five hustle and grind work hard do this do that look after the family you know work really hard and make this little bit of money for this time to pay for a house that I'm never in and then the four weeks that I have off I'm going to leave it and go on a holiday because I want to run away from everything that I'm telling everybody that I need to create that makes me happy but if it really made me happy (laughs) I wouldn't be running away kind of thing no judgment no judgment (laughs) um but you know but even that might be just implementing little things throughout your day to make it so that during those four weeks you have a holiday you don't need to go on holiday Mm-hmm. You know, you actually love your life so much that you don't need to do that. Right. You do it because you want to, not because you need to get away and you need that break. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it just depends at what point you're at. But the, the benefit of it is that if you're kind of wanting, if you're getting to the point in your conscious awareness or personal development or spiritual development journey where it's kind of like, okay, I really need to knuckle down then, you know, doing things like working online or investing or whatever, I give you so much more time to be able to do that. Yeah. So, you know, there's times literally where a couple of weeks ago, actually, it was like two or three weeks ago, I have a, a one practice account that I've left open because there's a lot of money in it. So I'm doing it. This is kind of a mind hack thing where I want to get myself familiar with trading large amounts of money. Wow, so nice. I keep that open so that I'm familiar with that feeling. Right. And like getting, getting your mind and your heart used to bigger numbers. Yeah. 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 Uh, Cause usually I trade with like a few hundred, uh, like six or $700 or max would be like two or 3000. But these I'm opening like 10, $15,000 trades, mm-hmm. which again comes into the, the compound part. Because if you trade with a hundred dollars compared to $10,000, again, you only need it to move a very little amount and you've made seven, 800 bucks. Right. 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 So, uh, Oh, I just lost my train of thought actually. If you're at home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's the benefit of... No, it's gone. (laughs) No. Every time I think I know what it is, it's gone. But I guess just basically the point was that, you know, these sorts of things allow an opportunity... Oh, it's about time. That's what I was getting at. 
my thoughts just go so quickly that sometimes I lose track of like what's going on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it literally a couple of weeks ago in one night with investing $28,000, I made like seven and a half grand Ooh. in one night, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Nice. So I was like, again, it's like, that's that could especially if you're traveling for example seven and a half us dollars thousand dollars sorry could last you months right yeah so that's what i mean is like people think you have to work hard to make a lot of money no you don't like i made that in a couple of hours and literally all i did was open a computer screen look at a chart make some decisions and click a freaking button yeah it's not working hard it's working smart yeah absolutely but i think it's also about working in alignment Yes, yes. That's, yes, that's yes. the big part because if totally. it's not in alignment, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, it's a block of energy. Totally. It's a block of flow. And if mm-hmm. the block is there, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So, so cool. Yeah. So, like, for example, if people are getting into it strictly for the purposes of money and not because they enjoy doing it, mm-hmm. then potentially they may not get some of the results or, right, right. you know? Totally. So, yeah, but I believe that about anything, not just investing. It Completely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Alignment 2018. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, before, I mean, I have a few like rapid fire questions at the end, but before I okay. do that, is there just anything else you would like to share or comment on or talk about? Cool. That's a good question because I never have problems talking. <laughs> but then it's kind of like if someone gives me this open topic, it's like, oh, no. Like, you just open a massive can of worms. We could talk about anything. Well, you know what, actually? The thing that I want to say more than anything is, like, Oh my God, this is like so freaking corny, but (laughs) I actually just want to say thank you for like just being you. Aww. Like for real, like, and I'm not saying that to be cheesy. Like I genuinely mean that, like everything that happened, which I believe that we were in alignment anyway. Yes. Like it's it's inevitable, right? Because we're the same person. (laughs) Um, But I mean as in... Everything that you're doing and your commitment and your dedication and your your openness to your own healing and your own whatever is so freaking powerful. Like I'm fr- I'm so serious because I I'm, I connect so deeply. Like I think one of the things I'm very good at is seeing the bigger picture, and I don't mean yes. necessarily the bigger picture is like okay I can see how a brick can turn into a house. I mean ripple effects of generations yeah right yeah so to me those all this yeah connections and yeah like and so to me meeting you and and it's such a long time that we've known each other (laughs) but like just I I'm so inspired by you like I I really am like in all serious look you can't even look at me (laughs) but in all seriousness like you're you're just like touching on the surface of your magic and it's such a privilege to to see and and to witness and to be a part of even though it's not mine like it's not mine I'm just here like I'm just a thing but like you just you just have this thing inside of you that is going to be so profoundly 
powerful and beautiful for this world. And I just love that you've welcomed me into a space to see that and that you're committed to doing that for the world. Like that's powerful and it's not an easy thing to do. Like a lot of people talk about like, yeah, find your passion, find your magic, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay, but it's actually scary. Like it's very confronting because you have to let go of any idea of what you think you should be Mm -hmm. and allow yourself to just be. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that just, like I said, I've, I've been so inspired by with you is no matter what time of day it is, no matter what is going on, you are so ridiculously open to anything I've said about anything. And I just, I just love it. It's just been so amazing to see. And even with the podcast and, and what you're doing and just just everything. Like thank you for sharing that with the world because that's that's what that's what the world needs. Wow. Woo! Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're awesome. very welcome. All right. How do we move on from that? Let's see. Um, okay, so some rapid fires. So this is just like um, first thing that comes. Well, okay, pressure's on. Okay, pressure's on. Um, what color do you feel like right now? Purple. Oh, wow. Um, what is your favorite country? My favorite country? Mm-hmm. Wow, that initially, the first thing is that there are no countries. That's the first thing that came to my head. Wow. Um, I've, I've got nothing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I just, I think because like, Everywhere is just so magical for so many of its own reasons that, yeah, I don't feel like I have a favorite country. It's like to me, having a favorite country takes away the magic of so many other countries, Hmm. if that makes sense. But visually speaking, something that definitely when I was there and I saw it, it just instantly blew my mind was Croatia. The landscape of it, literally visually speaking, the landscape of Croatia is breathtaking. I agree. And Italy. Definitely. Um, favorite artist? Painter, artist, or what kind uh, of artist? Music, musician, artist. Oh, oh come on. That is too <laughs> hard of a question. First one. First one that comes to mind. First one that came to my mind was Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, she's been stalking you this whole trip. Yeah, she's been doing that for a little, a little while. A little while. <laughs> um, um, favorite book? Favorite book? Wow, I'm actually not really a big reader. Mm-hmm. But... One book that I think really started me on this journey was The Art of Happiness by Howard C. Cutler and the Dalai Lama. If you're starting a journey, I think you're well past that book, to be honest. (laughs) But if you're starting a kind of personal development, spiritual journey, I just think it's such an amazing book because it brings together Eastern philosophy with Western psychiatry and complements it in a a very nice Nice. way because it's this – Howard C. Cutler is an American psychiatrist who over, the, I think, a year or two years interviews the Dalai Lama in various places around the world and then writes about those interviews and what he's learned from it and stuff like that. Cool. So that was a very pivotal, a pivotal book for me. But there's, there's a lot that I could mention. Yeah. Um, favorite thought leader? Thought leader. Oh. I know you have a lot. <laughs> favorite thought leader. Again, somebody that really, really started me. So, again, it's my favorite because of how 
pivotal, pivotal, <laughs> pivotal he has been for me is Alan Watts. Oh, I love Alan he, Watts. His stuff is, again, sort of, I was introduced to him kind of around the same time as the Art of Happiness book. Cool. And just I feel like everything that happened at that time was just amazing. Amazing, yeah. Um, okay, so this is kind of strange, but you're on you're on your deathbed. No, okay, that's too intense. Wow, well, no, let's go there. Okay, I like this. You're on you're on your deathbed. Okay, and somebody hands you a piece of paper and they say. Um, leave this one this one last message in the world essentially everything else that you've ever done will be gone but this message will live on forever what would you write down oh my god that is ugh. Too tough? <laughs> no, oh, it's like too tough, but like it's hard to encapsulate the message that I want to give into words. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like the sort of thing that, that comes to my mind, but it doesn't feel right. Like I said, it just doesn't encapsulate what I would want to say is like just be you. And I feel like sentences like that are thrown around very easily but I mean it in the most fundamental of ways possible. Mm -hmm. So we've had this kind of conversation a bit about the difference between everyone doing and just being. Yes. And I think a lot of people throw around the statement, just be you and things like that, but they actually don't really understand what that really, really means. And yeah, but I feel like those words don't do justice to it's like I feel like just be you and there's yeah. going to be a little asterisk with like a body <laughs> or like an essay with like all this all this stuff attached to it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like just just be you. But it's like this mountain of information I want to go with that. That's Definitely. the kind of thing that keeps coming to me. Definitely. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for creating a space. Okay, so if people want to connect with you, where oh, can right. they find you? Uh, they can find me somewhere in the world. I don't, I don't know where. <laughs> Just put the energy out there and I'll magically pop up. Um, but my main thing would probably be Instagram, which is Katerina underscore V, or via email, which is info at KaterinaV.com. I do have a website that I'm working on, but it's uh, – in development at in the development. moment. Okay. How do you how do you spell just a uh, Katerina? Katerina is C A T E R I N A underscore V social media wise. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. What an interview with Kat. So amazing meeting her and just getting to pick her mind about mindset, energy, and your thoughts creating your reality. So if you enjoyed that, she does have a few places where you can reach her and contact her because her abilities are just so 
she's just so powerful and so so strong in her gift. So I just want to add this little plug for her. If you are interested in any energy or mindset coaching, please head over to her website and I will include all her links to her social media and her websites below in the show notes. It's KaterinaV.com. And yes, she does work with musicians, but honestly, she works with creatives and just anyone. All of everything we were talking about applies to anyone and everyone. So yes, she is uh, niching on musicians, but if you are feeling called to her, then please reach out. Um, Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is the longest one so far, and thank you for sticking around. So if you enjoyed this episode, then please click subscribe on iTunes. And if you really enjoyed it and want to let me know what you think or have any questions, please review it. Your reviews um, help this get seen and put out into the world and reach others who would be inspired to listen to it as well. So thank you again so much for helping me kick off this podcast, Digital Nomad Girl, this is our third episode, and we have so many amazing interviews and chats and inspiration coming up on all different levels and fronts. I know that this interview, we did touch on creating money and income online, um, but in future episodes, we will also be getting into spirituality and energy work because I feel like this is such a pertinent thing for women and just people in general, but especially when you are a fempreneur, especially when you are on a journey of self, it incorporates so many things, mindset, beliefs, energy, emotions, uh, rituals. So we're going to cover all of that. Hope you enjoyed. Click subscribe and I'll see you next week.